Toxic relationships. Why is it we have so much trouble identifying a truly toxic relationship and then letting it go? Today on Tenacious Thoughts, we are going to talk about what toxic relationships are and more importantly, how to let them go. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a defining moment. Let me let you in on the secret that led them to their goal. Their strength lies solely in their tenacity. Welcome to Tenacious Thoughts. I am your host, Kimberly Tenacious T. Togo. Toxic relationships. I think we have been throwing around that phrase for quite some time now. The past couple of years, ever since really the lockdown, we have said to each other, am I in a toxic relationship? (laughs) Because for most of us, that lockdown forced us to share space with people longer than we usually did. That also gave us the opportunity to step away from people that normally we would have to see on a daily basis. Humans love connection. We love being acknowledged. We feel whole when our works are seen and acknowledged. We like attention. We're flirtatious creatures, but sometimes in our desperation to fill in those spaces that feel so empty, we tend to settle for a connection or a relationship that does not serve us at all. Let's start with coworkers. Let's start with the corporate relations, the client professional relationship the customer relationship. There's the old saying when I was growing up, the customer is always right. Are they? If the customer is always right, does that mean that whatever I say, if I'm the sales associate, is wrong? Does that mean I have to put up with their treatment so I can make a sale? It took me a long time to figure out if it's all about the money, you're on the wrong side. And if it is all about the money, then you really aren't concerning yourself with those thoughts, are you? In every aspect of our lives, if we are stepping forward with our kindest foot, if we are stepping forward with our best intention, then we need to command the same respect back. So yes, If you're in a sales position and your customer, your client starts treating you in a way that you would never treat someone else, starts treating you in a way that makes you feel less than worthy, you don't need that money. You don't need that sale because that's when it becomes a toxic relationship. I get it. Let's say you've got a client. I'm in real estate. Let's say I've got a buyer and they want to buy a $2 million house. 
but they're calling me at 10 p.m. They're texting me at 4 a.m. They're disrespecting the time that I need to have with my family. That is toxic. In a business relationship, we are serving the client. But if that client isn't appreciating our professionalism, if that client isn't appreciating and respecting our boundaries, then they need to find someone else who will fit their needs. You have to respect your boundaries. You cannot sit there and say, well, for this person, because I want that sale, because I need that check, I'm going to go ahead and let them abuse me. I'll give you an example. There's an investor and they reach out to a real estate agent and send their portfolio, their proof of funds. They're wanting to buy several million dollars worth of property over the next several months. And they have chosen this real estate agent based on their experience and reputation that they have earned over a decade in the field. So the investor starts to get to know their agent. The agent starts to get to know the investor. The agent wants to know what the investor wants, what they're looking for, and what's most important to them. The investor wants to know that the agent has enough knowledge, has enough savvy, and has enough grit to get the things done that they want to get done when it comes to real estate acquisition. However, that investor starts asking personal questions. That investor starts asking about family. That investor starts asking about what they're doing during their private time. For that particular agent, that's crossing the line. That agent gives that investor a warning in a very polite way. Hey, let's keep the conversation in the group. Let's keep the conversation between these hours. Make sure you get into your portal and check the boxes of the properties you need us to view. Again and again, the investor ignores the requests and at a certain point, that agent says, okay, this is the amount of money I can make from this investor, but this investor is crossing into my personal space. This investor is coming into my boundaries that I've made very clear. At what point do I compromise my own self-worth for the money? That is a toxic relationship, not only to yourself, but also to the investor because when you're doing something for someone because you're forcing yourself to do it, instead of actually having the energy and the synergy to work together to make things manifest and happen alchemically, then you are doing a disservice to that client because you're not the right person for them. Have that frank conversation, have that come to Jesus and let it go. It is not worth the pain. It is not worth compromising your standards for. Let's take a corporate job because these ones are harder. When you're an entrepreneur, you get to make your own rules. You get to make your own boundaries. But as an employee in a corporate setting, you don't get that luxury. Let's say you are working at a coffee shop. You are the barista and the manager is taking the orders. And every once in a while, when that manager hands you a cup, they whisper under their breath, can you hurry it up, slowpoke? Or are you done f-ing off? Get to work. That is toxic language. That is not treating someone as a human being. The best way that a manager should handle that situation is, 
hey, you're getting behind, can I help you? Or, I realize it's overwhelming right now, you can do this, I'll try slowing it down a little bit, and then I'll step in and help you if I need to. Those are the types of standards you need to place for yourself. So I would look at the manager if someone whispered that something like that to me, and I would say, if they retaliate against you, then you don't need to be in that atmosphere. You don't need to be in that environment. There are plenty of other places who would love to have you. Now, there's also the aspect of going up the ladder and letting uppers know what's going on. That's always a good idea. But you have to stick to your boundaries. You have to stick to your standards. And it goes both ways. Are you truly putting in your best work? Are you truly going after everything you possibly can to serve your employer, to serve yourself if you're an entrepreneur? If you're setting standards for other people, then you better freaking live up to those standards. You cannot set a standard for someone else that you yourself cannot meet. So let's get into personal relationships, parent-child relationships, brother-sister relationships, cousins, best friends. Let's not get into lovers just yet. But let's talk about relatives. Let's talk about our friends. We confuse loyalty with obligation. We have a friend that has been in our lives since kindergarten. You have both changed over the years. And at one point, your friend became very bitter with life. And over and over again, you've done things for them. You've done things together. You've done your best to bring them up out of that victimhood, to bring them up out of that martyrhood. Yet, they're still sitting there. And it's not that they need to heal from it anymore. They've just developed this character of the glass is half full. They kind of pick on you when you want to do something big for the world. They kind of jab at you when you want to do something that maybe to them is out of their reach. So instead of being a believer in you, they tap, tap, tap little chisel pieces again and again and again in between being, hey, we've been best friends from kindergarten. I love you. Loyalty. As you elevate you must eliminate. And not because you're making money, not because you're becoming successful. I'm talking about elevation in your soul. As you start to recognize who you truly are and you start to feel good about yourself and you start to feel good about life, you have to find those people who will do that with you. You have to find those people who are rising to that same level. And you can hold the hand of your friend all you want, but they're not going to let you go if you keep going up. They're going to keep pulling. Wait, wait, no, not yet. Stay here with me. You've got to let go. You've got to let go. You can check in on them, but you can't spend the time that you've been spending with them because it's time to evolve. It's time to move up. And that goes to family too. Family is harder to cut those boundaries with because we feel this sense of obligation. It's blood, right? It's our blood, right? But I will tell you something. Blood may be thicker than water, but love is thicker than blood. Family members need to fall in the same category as friends, as colleagues. Why? 
because we tend to use the excuse of, oh, well, they're my family. Oh, well, they're my blood. And we will use that phrase to overlook when they cross our boundaries. We will use that phrase to overlook when they are stamping their boot in our face. Because, oh, they're family. We can forgive them. We can forgive them, absolutely. And we can love them. But we do not have to allow them into our life. You can check on them. You can appreciate them. But if they can't respect you, your parent can't respect you and treat you like an adult on their own journey, then you need to cut that string. Children too. You need to recognize that they have their own journey and you have your own journey. Yes, you brought them into this world and yes, you can love them and you can guide them. But you have to respect them. You have to respect their choices, especially as an adult. You can advise them. You can love them. But they are on their own journey. And when you look at each individual person as a journey, then you also see how when they cross your path in your journey, that it needs to align. Because if it doesn't align, it's not the time, as Coach Stormy says. Now let's talk about lovers. The brokenhearted, we want love. We so want love. Our soul only knows love. Our soul only knows unconditional love. That is why our soul chose to come here for the human experience so that our soul could experience everything else because it already knows unconditional love. So it wanted to know pain. It wanted to know sorrow. It wanted to know the highs and the lows of love. That being said, our soul still wakes and cries every day for that connection. They say that we have many soulmates, soulmates from our best friends to our siblings, to our lovers. They say there are different levels of soulmates. There's the guardian type soulmate. There's the bonded soulmate. And then there's the God spark, the divine, divine match, where the energies are exactly the same. Yet, even with two energies that are exactly the same, like magnets, if they are facing the wrong way in polarity, they will push each other away. Even with the most perfect and divine match, you have to set boundaries. You have to set standards. You cannot, you cannot love yourself less than how much you love that person. And that is the key right there. When you love yourself enough to recognize the way someone else is loving you, then you will truly understand what respect is. Then you will truly understand faith and dedication to each other. There are different levels of passion. There are different levels of compassion, of empathy. There are different ways to love each other. 
but there is one definite way to identify a toxic relationship and that is are they giving back to you as much as you're giving to them if you're waking every morning and you're making the effort to good morning how are you i love you what can i cook for you today what can I make for you today? And if on your sad days, if on your days where you haven't said anything, they're coming to you and saying the same thing, if you're reciprocal of serving each other, then that is a bond that is growing. But if you find that you are always the one reaching out, if you find that you are always the one making the effort to spend time with each other, if you find that you are always the one waiting on them, that is a toxic relationship. Look in the mirror and look at yourself and ask yourself, would you ever treat someone the way that that person is treating you? And vice versa. Are you the one being toxic to your lover? Ask yourself that question. If you have recently upset someone, you need to sit down and look in the mirror and say, okay, if someone did that to me, how would I react? It's reciprocal. You get back what you give. And sometimes you don't get back anything at all, but what you give made you feel good enough that you were able to walk away and leave it there. And that's the key. When you start recognizing that it's not giving back to you what you need, then give them love and walk away. It is time. It is time to move on. And that's when we get to the most toxic relationship you can ever have. In this subject of toxic relationships, I'm going to cover the most toxic relationship you can ever have is with that person in the mirror. I want you to really consider what I'm saying. There was a time, many times actually, that I would get up on my bathroom counter and I would put my feet in the sink and I would stare right into the eyes of that girl. And I would say, I hate you. You're stupid. You are ugly. I would say those things to her over and over again because I had failed at something or something broke or I lost something or in my worst moments when I lost my son, I blamed myself. That is the most toxic relationship you can have. And that, ironically, is also the most difficult relationship to repair. You don't have to save the world. You don't have to save your friend. You don't have to save anyone. It took me years to discover the only person I need to save is myself. I was the one so broken. And I was distracting myself by taking on other people, by taking on projects, by taking on more work so that I was so busy. I wouldn't look at that girl in the mirror that I didn't like. And then I found forgiveness for myself. <laughs> and once I found forgiveness of myself, for myself, I began to grow. I began to flourish. I began to love that girl. <laughs> she's a badass she can do anything 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 she sets her mind to 
She can find joy. She can push through dark moments. She can talk to other people who have been in those same shoes. She's an ordinary girl who can accomplish extraordinary things. That's what I needed to learn. I needed to cut off my own toxic relationship with myself and build a new one. Build a new one with someone I adored. Build a new one with that beautiful creature smiling back at me in the mirror saying, good job. Or saying, I know today was rough, but you made it through. I'm so proud of you. Or saying, yeah, you look a little crappy today, but that's okay. Tomorrow you can shower. Tomorrow you can put on some makeup. Tomorrow you can dance in the kitchen. Everything has a way of working itself out. So remember, write down your boundaries. Write down your standards. Write down who you want to be when you look in that mirror. And love that person. Respect that person enough to stick with those standards and boundaries. Cut out that toxic shit from your life. New people will come in. New opportunities will come in. New life will come in. New communities. You're not alone. This is Kimberly Toko, Tenacious T. With Tenacious Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>